October 7th, 2023, the day the Jewish community changed forever. It's hard to put into words what happened and has happened since that fateful morning, and I'll try to do so in this episode, but when you think of October 7th, think of this. On October 7th, a genocide occurred. On October 7th, the largest mass murder of Jews since Nazi Germany took place. On October 7th, thousands of innocent people were butchered, decapitated, burnt alive, raped, kidnapped, and tortured. On October 7th, 243 innocent people were kidnapped into the Gaza Strip. In a span of just a few hours, Hamas terrorists from the Gaza Strip systematically took out entire families. They burnt down their homes, kidnapped their toddlers and grandparents, raped their daughters and mothers, brutally murdered their fathers and brothers, all because of one reason. They were Jewish. They were Jewish and thus their deaths are justified according to Hamas, a barbaric terrorist group. Make no mistake about it. October 7th has nothing to do with the ending the so-called occupation. It has nothing to do with liberating the Palestinian people or freeing Palestine. It has to do with one thing only. The hatred of Jews. As this massacre occurred, Hamas filmed it all for the world to see. They filmed themselves decapitating victims. They filmed themselves on the streets of Gaza parading the dead bodies of innocent civilians, celebrating the brutality that occurred. They filmed themselves kidnapping women, toddlers, and Holocaust survivors. They filmed themselves assassinating hundreds of innocent concert goers. They filmed themselves committing unspeakable horrors because they are proud of it. They are proud of the genocide that took place, and that was their goal after all. They have no shame. Remember, Hamas's charter literally states the desire to commit genocide on Jews in Israel and worldwide. They want us dead, and they're not afraid to say it, so take them at their word. And as Jews worldwide were horrified of the events of October 7th, the almost certain rise of Jew hatred across the world was sure to occur, as history has shown. And unfortunately, it has. Immediately after the deadliest pogrom of Jews took place in recent memory, people across the world, and even here in Canada, took to the streets to celebrate. As usual, the Jewish community had to go on the defensive immediately. Only the privileged get to grieve the losses of their loved ones. We as Jews unfortunately never have that luxury right away. Glory to our martyrs! Intifada now! Gas the Jews! From the river to the sea! Suddenly became acceptable and commonplace to hear. Just casual calls for the Jewish people's genocide with no repercussions apparently. In Dagestan, Russia, a lynch mob broke into an airport and breached the tarmac because they heard Jews arrived on a plane. In France, 36 anti-Jewish hate crimes were reported daily, not monthly, not yearly. Daily. Take that in. Daily. 36 incidents. In Germany, Jewish homes and businesses were marked with the Star of David. This is not Nazi Germany in the 1930s and 40s. This is 2023. Almost 100 years since. And the same things are happening again. Never again is now. In Turkey, businesses refuse to serve Jews. In London, England, anti-Semitic hate crimes are up over 1,300% in the past month alone. Take that in. Think about that for a second. In one month, a 1,300% explosion. In Canada, we've seen pro-Palestine marchers intimidate Jewish preschoolers and businesses. In America, pro-Israel protesters were being attacked and frankly murdered by pro-Palestine supporters as we saw the other day in Los Angeles. And in fact, in Montreal, where a lot of my family is, a Batikva, a synagogue, it was attacked by a Molotov cocktail. Luckily, no one was there. 
But once again, tell me again how anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism are two completely different things. Because why is it that the people that hate the state of Israel also hate the Jews? Just try to make sense of that for a second. Because obviously, anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. And let me make this clear right here and right now. Zionism is the belief that the Jewish people have a right to self-determination in their ancestral homeland. A belief in which nearly 98% of Jews believe in. The Jewish people's connection to the land of Israel is indisputable and can be proven through biology, archaeology, and historical fact. To say the Jewish people don't have a right to sovereignty in their homeland is categorically anti-Semitic. Being a Zionist doesn't mean you're against the human rights for Palestinian people or a two-state solution in the region, both of which I am in support of. It simply means the belief that the Jews have the right to govern themselves. But to create a lasting peace, you must have a legitimate partner to negotiate with on the other side of the table. So while I pray for coexistence and lasting peace in the region, how can this truly occur when Islamic Jihad has controlled the Gaza Strip, have broken every single ceasefire that's been called, and have the explicit goal of committing more genocide against the Jewish population in Israel and worldwide, or when you have a leader of the Palestinian Authority like Mahmoud Abbas, who believes Adolf Hitler was justified in ways in wiping out the Jewish population of Europe during the Holocaust. Good luck, yeah, good luck negotiating with people such as this. There is no reality of a two-state solution so long as if you don't believe in the notion of the two-state solution itself. If you don't believe the state of Israel has a right to exist, as the representatives above already believe, then how are you supposed to make peace? Where is the second state in that solution? Until there is an actual trading partner on the other side of the table, I fear that the worst is still yet to come. And as war unfortunately rages on, the Jewish community worldwide has never been more united. And we must stay united. This past month has been a reminder to us Jews that we're always going to be on our own. And we must look out for one another and protect each other. Because frankly, no one else will. So as a Jew such as myself in the diaspora, what can we do to help? What is the response to such a traumatic event that has affected every single one of us? To answer this question, I brought on Rabbi Bloom of the Ottawa Tour Center to provide some perspective on the spiritual response to the events that are currently taking place. Here's that interview now, and I'm Israel Chai. Well, the um, spiritual response, you know, the, the story of the Jewish people is, is a story of miracles. Um, when you look back at Jewish history and everything that we've been through, um, it's nothing short but a miracle, the fact that we survived, you know, the mighty empires who have uh, uh, risen to uh, to annihilate us. Uh, and miraculously, I mean, there's nothing, there's no other words that we could use miraculously, uh, we, we survived. And that is because um, we have a mission to accomplish. We have a mission to be ambassadors of goodness, of light to the world. And um, therefore, our spiritual response has to be to connect to that channel of protection. The channel of protection obviously comes from God who's watching over us. And uh, the more we keep that channel open by infusing the world with goodness and kindness and uh, performing mitzvot commandments, uh, this is how we keep that channel of energy, of protective energy open. And uh, quite frankly, the way we combat uh, hatred is with love. We combat darkness with light. And uh, that should be our spiritual response. 
for secular Jews who have never prayed or don't have a true inclination of where to start in their spirituality uh, journey in Judaism, where do you recommend they start and what should they do? So, you know, the, the beauty of, of, of engaging Jewishly is that it's not an all or nothing. Um, so um, there are some prayers that could be recited in English. There are certain mitzvot, good deeds that could be done. Obviously, it goes without saying that charitable deeds of, of uh, helping uh, our people in Israel and helping anybody that we know or who is in need around us, that's an easy one. But even things like, uh, you know, lighting the Shabbat candles uh, on Friday uh, or, you know, putting a mezuzah at the door or putting on tefillin, it's one action at a time uh, where it's a, it's, it's a spiritual action that allows one to connect with that spiritual energy, which uh, brings light to the world and uh, brings protection to the world. Moving on now towards Israel, as you kind of alluded to there, I am a fervent believer that if you're an anti-Zionist, you're an anti-Semite because Israel is the lone country in the world with a majority Jewish population. It's the safe haven for Jews. And um, a lot of hatred towards the Jewish state is solely, in my opinion, based off of the fact that it is the Jewish state. So what is your opinion on anti-Zionism and is it the same as anti-Semitism? So, you know, uh, anti-Semitism has uh, appeared throughout history uh, under different guise. Uh, sometimes it was the anti, because the Jews were always at the front, the, the forefront of many of the isms of the time, many of the movements. Uh, so sometimes uh, they were hated because of being uh, communist. Uh, sometimes they were hated because being uh, capitalists. Um, and so throughout the ages, if you really follow, uh, you see that anti-Semitism morphs into different, uh, into different forms. And uh, today it's taking on the anti-Zionism uh, uh, guise. Uh, but it's very clear when you look at, for example, the the charter of a terror of a terrorist group like Hamas, they state very clearly that it's all about annihilating the uh, not just the Jewish states, but to annihilate the Jewish people. And so, when um, you know during this this uh, this time during this war, uh, when they call for a day of rage against Jews around the world, um, it has nothing to do with Zionism. It's uh, clearly just a guise uh, that that really uh, hides the good old uh, anti-Semitism. Absolutely agree. And look, especially as a college student right now on campus, it's very evident that their hatred for Israel is far more than just a political opinion. It's a deep hatred towards Jewish people. You've seen it with, you know, the pogrom yesterday in uh, Dazingan, uh, Russia. Uh, where people attacked an airport uh, because they heard that there were Jews or Israelis coming over from Tel Aviv. We've seen this uh, today in France, for example. There were 20 schools that unfortunately had to be closed due to bomb threats. Anti-Zionism, like you said yourself, is just a shield for Jew hatred and anti-Semitism. I couldn't agree more. Rabbi Bloom, I have one more question for you. It's a tough time to be a Jew, but I think during times like this where there's war, where there's hatred, uh, where there's anti-Semitism, 
Now is the time more than ever to be proud to be a Jew and to show your Jewishness. On that note, what's your message to the Jewish community? Well, I think it's a time, I mean, the Jewish world is is awake and uh, has been aroused in the last few weeks. And so it's a time to really come together, to strengthen each other, to unite with each other, to uh, when we're stronger, when we're, when we're united, we're stronger, uh, but at the same time to strengthen the connection that we have with our identity and with uh, everything that makes us Jewish. Um, and so it is a time to really reconnect, uh, reconnect with loved ones, reconnect with community, reconnect with God, uh, reconnect with Judaism. Uh, and um, that's, that's how we will uh, get through it because we will get through it. Thanks again to Rabbi Bloom for joining the Fighting Jew Hatred podcast for, frankly, such an important conversation during times like this. I want to end the podcast on an important note, a prayer. Avinu Shabashamayim, the prayer for the state of Israel from Benjamin Branwine. It's an incredible uh, recitement of it. Enjoy. And Am Israel Chai. The Jewish people have persevered before and we will again.